Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base. This is Yes Have Some podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. There we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 133 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg, and I am here, as always, in Atlanta, Georgia, with Abigail Gardner. Present. You I'm should have said president. President. That's what they did Abigail in school. Abigail Gardner for president. And Jacob Walsh. I've been telling you for like over 100 episodes that I'm not in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. You're breaking the fourth wall right now. But that's okay. We talk about Valdosta all the time. Yeah, we love Valdosta. Valdosta's become like... You know, just be respectful. Yeah, just be real. You know how Gotham... (laughs) Will you? You know how Gotham City is like a character itself in Batman? Yeah. That's how Valdosta is. Valdosta is the unofficial fourth member of US Have Some. Yeah, (laughs) there's Sirens. Next next t-shirt is just like... Valdosta City on a yeah. map. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, like Spanish moss and a Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Hey, I don't want to alarm you guys. That Denny's has been closed for like two months. Oh my god! Well, you are alarming us because I don't know what we're going to do next time we visit. <laughs> I, guess, I think they're just remodeling. Okay. I guess we're going to have to go to that other Denny's. We were we were talking about it. Can we say what we call it? Yeah. Flem Denny's. Flem Denny's. But god. where was that? That was in Florida somewhere. Was that in Florida? You guys lied to me about. We went there. We went there a second time. And immediately Abby was like, I was like, wait, is this the same day? And Craig's like, no, different daddies. And I'm I'm like trying not to be like, this is obvious. We're sitting in the same spot. Yeah. Jake is very factual. Uh, Jake Slim Denny's was Jake's like uh, Jim Carrey and liar, liar. He's like, I can't do it. I can't keep up the lie. Um, it's it was like that, Abby. It was like that thing where I didn't realize you were lying to Abby to save her life, basically. And I was just, just like, no, Craig, I think you're wrong. I'm like, Jake, don't do it. <laughs> Anyways, so that was fun. Well, we'll have to get back down to Danny's and see Mama soon enough. But guys, we got some <laughs> stuff going on before that. Um, how is everybody? How's everybody doing as far as like last week was one of the most insane weeks of yes, have some's young life. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's like when like 
you're four years old and you've never really experienced anything. And then like your parents get divorced and like one of your cousins dies and just a lot going on yeah. in, in one week. I remember I had one of those, it was the 1996 Olympics. We had to do like an emergency trip to Chicago. There was like a family thing going on. So okay. it was just a big deal. Cause so like that- we had people at our house. We had like <laughs> these, these missionaries. It was a big deal. Wait, it's a lot on. going on. Tell me about these missionaries. Explain. I always thought it was weird. Cause like we had missionaries from other countries, like uh, Korean and Swedish missionaries stayed at our house they came to Atlanta to spread the gospel to other international people who had come to Atlanta for the Olympics. So, you know, I guess that was the whole plan. Either way, I was having fun. We were making pancakes for these people. I had a really good time. I have a lot going on this week, and last week was probably the busiest, uh, craziest week of my life. Um, I mentioned we had, a, like, a big office function for Craig to go to. It was a prom. had a gender reveal snooze, party. Had a lot snooze. going on. And there was just, like, Ghostbusters, a brand new one coming out, like, right in the middle of all that. Like, I feel like I didn't sleep and just was, like, on fumes for, like, almost the entire week. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's been a little bit over a week since uh, we – it still feels weird to say, but – Remember that one time that they just announced there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out? Like the one we've mm-hmm. been waiting for yeah. for 30 years? Yeah. Uh, Jake, how were you feeling coming out of last week? Uh, it's still it's still all kind of weird. Uh, it, it, it almost, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's like you, you never think is going to happen. Like when you when it's your you, you kind of see this stuff happen with other movies or franchises, it, you know, like we you know, we got we were sitting around watching the fucking Super Bowl and all of a sudden there was a new Cloverfield movie, which we loved Cloverfield. But Ghostbusters is on a completely different level. And and it's not especially the way uh, it's gone for the last uh, couple of years. You never think that just all of a sudden you're going to get hit with a trailer. So. It's weird. Like, right. I've definitely watched it a few times. Mm-hmm. I tried to kind of it's make... It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's sinking in. Yeah. I tried to make that point last week. So last week, we kind of did an emergency trailer review. We had our good friend, John Yurkaba, uh part four. That's what I call him. He's, I've never referred to him as John Yurkaba the fourth, but I do notice he has the Roman numeral four at the end of his name always. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to call him John Yurkaba part four. Um, I tried to make this point that... We had talked for years as, as a movie fan, as a fan of these franchises, you kind of fantasize about these scenarios that never actually happen. Like, you never actually just get a surprise trailer for a movie that's coming out next summer that's never been announced. Like, it's literally never happened before, so... It's very cool that it happened to Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was literally yeah. something that we were talking about on the show, anticipating Ghostbusters Fan Fest in like the this is totally impossible way. Because we had that bonus episode where we were projecting Fan Fest and we were talking about wanting to see a trailer. And it's like at the time when we were saying that, I felt like there's just no way like this is asking way too much. But to have it come and be real and already be made is it's just I'm excited. Like, I've heard a lot in the community, like, some griping, some people who are, oh, you know, we're going to get into it, There's but they answer the stuff. call backlash, like, in different ways, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, there's that part of me that it's so painfully obvious why they did it this way, especially, like, with, so we know Ghostbusters Fan Fest is coming up in June, nothing has been announced yet, like, of course, announcing a new movie is the best way to sell a shit ton of tickets to your fan fest and like kind of instill a lot of uh, 
positive vibes into the the fan community because let's face it like these are going to be the hardcore hardcore ghostbuster fans coming to the fan fest like it's not going to be a lot of casual con goers like this is a ghostbusters exclusive event on the sony lot like it's going to be expensive it's going to involve travel for the majority of the people um so planning preparation all all that stuff yeah all the weirdos are coming out (laughs) Oh, oh Hey, we're the weirdest of all of them. Yeah. Like the three of we us, are, we, yeah. we, we are <laughs> very strange individuals. Uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild time. I'm very excited about it. But I guess what I'm saying is it makes sense that they would. Like, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, oh, I knew they were going to have a live action movie. But now knowing that they've been developing it, it makes sense that they announced it. Better have everyone there and. Than to like wait to announce this uh, and show the trailer at FanFest when there's not as many people that even went. Like better to build the momentum beforehand so that more people show up. Well, also, well, I I don't think that that's even the main reason they did it. Like that that's a that's a completely like viable reason. But I also think like um they also don't want anything. They they there was a lot of bad press around the last Ghostbusters movie from uh, day one. There was, yeah. Well, but I mean, I like, you that. know, as soon as it was announced, mm-hmm. it became like, you know, it became the biggest, like fucking weirdest issue out of any movie ever. And, and they don't want any negative, like they don't want, you know, n- and not even just for that, just, just in general, like they don't want any negative, anything coming out. So if they were to just say like, all right, new Ghostbusters is happening. You get people immediately who are just like, they're going to start talking shit. But if the first thing they put out is a trailer to show people, hey, this is what we're doing. People immediately see that trailer and they're like, oh, no, this looks good. Right. So it, it immediately gets rid of all that fucking negativity. Yeah. And all of that, like, naysaying and I'll believe it when I see yeah. it's just shuts well, everybody up it's There's, a power just move, yeah. bypasses it yeah and to I, show instead of tell instead of being like we got the four funniest ladies put together for this movie to actually show like what this is gonna feel like i think so, it makes sense um it was very calculated to the way that like with they did the announcement on tuesday night and it basically was like there's a new ghostbusters movie jason reitman is directing it it is a sequel to the original two. It does not take place in the answer of the call universe. It goes back to, like it, it answered those like if they would have just put out the trailer, the first question everybody would ask, even though the trailer makes it pretty obvious what's going on. The first question everybody would ask is, what is this? Is this a sequel to the reboot? Is this mm-hmm. what is it? You know, so they answered all those questions beforehand. And that way, when the trailer dropped, you could just enjoy it for what it was. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. mega props to uh Ghostcore, Sony, Jason Reitman, everybody involved uh, for I like to think we're pretty in tune with with Ghostbusters, with the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we hear stuff in advance. Sometimes we don't. I had about a nine second heads up on this one. <laughs> I was like, oh, a little bit of inside. Info. Oh, everybody knows. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, so anyways. It was wild. I'm excited. We got a lot more Ghostbusters to talk here uh, later in the episode, but we got some other stuff to get to. We've been doing it every week. We've been talking about it. Jake, I always start with you because I feel Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you bring a certain level of 
stress to these conversations that I think our audience <laughs> enjoys. So I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to make some music for this segment. But uh, Jake, what'd you buy? Well, you might be a little disappointed because I haven't bought anything this week. I don't believe uh, that. I don't believe there's it. a. I'm we have so a convention upset. coming up. Um, I also, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know, last week I talked about that alligator thing. Um, I did pay for that. So like that is happening. Oh, cool. But because of that and because we have a convention this weekend, um, I haven't bought anything else this week. It's been a pretty tight week. I've, I've been working a lot in my, uh, my toy room, getting it all set. I have done a little bit of that eBay and I'm still trying to find like good versions of the, like the last two things that I need for, um, the Jurassic park series one Kenner line. I still haven't picked them up because it's, it's kind of hard to find. What are those things? Um, there's, there's one dinosaur that I need and it came in a package of two. So I, I have found, but I have one of them. So I've found a few where you can get them both, but it's a higher price. I don't need both. So I'm kind of like waiting until I can find just the, the one I need. And then also the um, the helicopter is it's pretty hard to find in really good condition. The blades are always like screwed up. So I've been I've been kind of just holding off until I can find a, a good deal on a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Sorry, I have a little technical. Di- I have a new microphone, everybody. So get used to that. <laughs> get used to me futzing around. Um, yeah, Jake, I understand that. I've kind of had to slow down on the real Ghostbuster stuff a little bit just because we do have this convention coming up, and yeah. we do have. Uh, also, I've bought so much that I'm. I'm I've got eighty percent of the line locked down. But yeah, you're looking good. Now I want to ask everybody a question. I posted a little video on Yes Have Some social media the other day. And uh, it was me spilling ectoplasm, <laughs> uh, vintage ectoplasm. Not no, this wasn't homemade. This wasn't Jello. This was the real deal out of a uh, one of the miniature cans of Kenner ecto- ectoplasm that came with the Mini Gooper figures. I was going to do a quick little. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to open it, smell it, put it on video, touch it, do a little thing. Yeah, like, like a show and tell. Like a little show and tell. Yeah. And I ended up spilling it. Uh, but, and you filmed it, and I was like, you need to post that right now. Hey, it's content. <laughs> it's some content. So uh, post that up on our Facebook and Instagram. And my favorite comment, someone was like, you just spilled $20. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really did. Um, That's great. But I haven't had a, a, a whole lot of shopping either. The only thing, I did get the um, the Kenner Ecto Bomber, which is something I've been looking for for a while. Mm-hmm. Got that from our good old buddy, at Teenage Mutant Ninja Ghostbuster. He's an awesome collector. Awesome dude. Follow him on Instagram. Got a really good mm-hmm. deal on this Ecto Bomber with original box. It's in very good condition. Uh, this thing is hard to find in any kind of decent condition complete. Uh, this is one of the ones that yellows really yeah, badly. Yeah, you showed me a photo. Yeah, the body of it, like half the time is just yellow compared to the white wings, uh, which we can't have any of that. We're trying to have a... I, I can't have any uh, of my toy collecting friends coming over and looking at a yellow ecto bomber. <laughs> I'm gonna examine it this weekend. Jake, put on the white it looks gloves. Good. Jake's gonna yeah. be doing a little DNA test. Uh, wearing a lab coat. Um, no, it's all good. But yeah, we've we've got this convention coming up, and we always, you know yeah, what, we're people. Saving. 
Abby. Yeah. People might be surprised to hear this. We spend some money at these conventions. Oh, we sure do. I'm planning to. Um, uh, are you scoping anything out? Is there anything you're trying to pick up? I mean, I want to get an Edward Furlong like interaction autograph, um, <laughs> sub like apology for not going to Dragon Con that one year. I would like to apologize. Uh, no, you go to like I would like to purchase one interaction, please. <laughs> uh, Jake, I told Craig that I wanted to have Edward Furlong sign the eight by ten. Sorry about Dragon Con, uh, Edward <laughs> Furlong. But Craig was like, he's had so much legal trouble. I don't know if you want to do that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> he probably yeah. missed Dragon Con because like, he was wait, legit you- in jail. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so well, let's let's talk about it. Since we didn't buy this uh, that much this week, we could just go ahead and get into it. So this weekend we've got um, Days of the Dead coming up in Atlanta, which is one of our annual conventions that we go to. I always look forward to it. Uh, it's not the biggest convention in the world. Uh, it's kind of in a tight uh, space at the Sheridan downtown. I think it's the Sheridan, but uh, they always have really good guests, and we always have a lot of fun. Uh, we've been looking forward to it for the last couple months. So uh, Jake, what uh? What are your feelings about Days of the Dead this weekend? Well, first of all, like Clive Barker is going to be there, which I, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. Um, I really love Hellraiser, the the book and the movie, and um, I've never seen him. You know, he's never been at any convention that I've been to. I, I know he's been to a few, but he's going to be there um, along with like a good bit of the cast of Hellraiser one and two. And I'm kind of excited about that because I have um, I have that puzzle box that I had Doug Bradley sign a couple years ago. And I think I'm going to bring that. Um, there's a few like there's one of the guys who who played Godzilla a few times is going to be there. Um, Real quick, there, Jake, there, before you go any further, let's let's hold off on the, the thing we really want to talk about till, till we get all of our thoughts and feelings out. OK, you know what I'm talking about? I know a, little, about. a little teaser. Hey, well, you know, you know what I was going to see if you guys wanted to do maybe, though? Hmm. Do you think we could get Scott Hall? Do you think we can film a video of us singing Only God Knows Why with Scott Hall? Oh my God. I thought you were going to say a little bumper like, hey, yo. Yeah, I was like, cool, that's fine. I mean, that's cool too, but don't you want to sing that song with him after that fucking video video that exists? Uh, I feel like this con is all about redemption. Like Edward Furlong's back on, on, you know, back on the horse. Back on top, yeah. Scott Hall's doing better. Uh, Jake, I'll I'll ask him. Dude, <laughs> we'll see. This convention, it him ends and, with him and Kevin Nash. We're just dude, like, you guys do the podcast <laughs> next week. Like Craig's not here. Uh, he uh, he got a razor's edge from Scott Hall <laughs> through the vendor table. <laughs> there's the, hey, there's a lot of good guests there at this convention. Like yeah, there really, dude. there really are. Usually, usually there's one or two. Um, that I'm really excited about, but this time there's, there's a, I, I may not get autographs from all these people, but it's exciting that they're going to be there. It's a lot of new people that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Now, Jake, you got a little stressed when I told you that they announced Clive Barker was going to be selling some original art. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, uh, it's, I'm sure I, I got stressed because it is, it is cool. And I feel like Clive Barker is one of those, he's like right up there with like Wes Craven and, 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 you know, like all the, all the greats. And I think like, it's always cool to own an original piece of art, but also, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's going to be so expensive that it's not even going to be a question of whether or not you can buy it or not. So Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about it. Um, I I would be happy just to get his autograph. Yeah, dude. Very cool. But I'm also going to probably like, 
I'll also probably drop like a couple of grand on some on some art, right? Yeah. yeah well, that yeah, almost happened. With, what's the guy we like? Uh, the uh, the artist who does the dinosaurs who's at Dragon Con every year, William Stout. William yeah, Stout. Yeah. And you were looking at you're like you're like oh, I'm gonna buy these prints. I was like Jake, I think those are originals. You're like nah. <laughs> yeah, like, they were like there's like a number in pencil. It's like four one seven two, and I'm like I think it's such a weird book. number. Uh-huh. I was like that can't. I was like, that's such a weird number. It can't be a price. That's the print run. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's the price. I'm like, put the, take this away from me. I'm like, why am I holding it? Jake's holding $8,000 worth of art. I do. I do have some, I do have some Somebody original take art. From me. Him. I do have some original art from him, but it wasn't, it's not, it was nowhere near like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like cool. small, you know, Pen and ink sketches. I love that moment where you're holding something and you don't know it's super expensive, and then you yeah, realize yeah, yeah. It. Like, then you realize and you're like, oh, I'm probably ruining this, right? right. Exactly. It's like, oh, this is a uh, Fabergé egg. I thought it was Cadbury. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I think what I just said was pretty awesome, <laughs> even though I got no reaction from the crowd. Um, sorry, I'm pretty high class now. Uh, so yeah, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. I was thinking we should get our picture with them, but we've literally already done. Yeah, that. we already did that. Uh, Chris we're Jericho. All, Chris Wait, Jericho's going to be there. Remember, we talked about like one of the things. So when we met them, we were all wearing Ghostbuster shirts. It was before Answer the Call came out, and I remember um, we walked up to get our picture, and immediately scott hall just like jumps into talking about ghostbusters and like we stood there for a few minutes and just had like a legitimate conversation as like fans with scott hall and kevin nash just about ghostbusters yeah which i remember thinking was so cool we were really yeah. he he was really impressed with like the marketing push because it was like a month before the movie was going to come out and he's like yeah. he's like yo i'm seeing it everywhere bro i'm like yeah <laughs> cool um Chris Jericho, I've never met him. He's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, and uh, he's a big name. Like, he's – he's people forget, like, Chris Jericho kind of was, like, a mid-carder in WCW in the mid-'90s. And once he hit WWE, like, over time, he's become one of the all-time greats. He might be, like, a top five, top, top ten of all time. Uh, I'd like to meet him. I don't know what I would get signed, though. I don't have a belt, as usual. Uh, get your Fozzie album signed. I'm not getting my Fozzie album signed. Um <laughs> I like how he's just laughing. Like, yeah, get his band's CD signed. That would be neat. Uh, Tony I'm sure, some, Todd. I'm sure someone legitimately is doing that. And more power to them. More I'm excited about this Halloween. Like, the three ladies. Obviously, PJ Souls was there and has been there in the past. I'm looking forward to seeing her. But Nancy Loomis, I haven't seen her. Want to get a picture? That might be neat. Yeah, the, some of the original Halloween yeah. cast. And then let's talk about Ed Furlong before we get to the main event. Um, Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and... It was that thing when I saw it when I was a kid, like I was probably seven or eight. He was probably 11 or 12 when he filmed that. And like you can't even fathom like I, I you want to talk about jealous of another human being. I'm like watching Terminator 2 and this kid's on a fucking dirt bike, like running away. Like and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, like when they're in the uh, in like the whatever, like the L.A. God, I don't know what that is, but it's in a bunch of movies. Anybody in California is going to yell at me, but it's like. Where they bust through with the bikes and they're in that, yeah. that whatever yeah. that thing is, where all the drainage is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever that is. And then like Arnold like comes by and like picks him up by the back of his jacket and puts him on his motorcycle while mm-hmm. the dirt. Like it's fucking awesome. I yeah. love Terminator 2. 
Uh, so I want to meet Ed Furlong. I want to get something signed. And Abby, you've got a long history with him. Yeah. And I've got a, I was actually trying to pick out my outfit for, um, Saturday before we started recording. And I think I'm going to go with my public enemy tee and do like a Loki John Connor. Uh, although I do have the entire a Loki a John Loki. Connor. Yeah. I'm going to do it's like Loki from Thor uh, and John Connor. It's very cute. No, um, mashups are great. I think I'm not going to do the entire, because I do have the whole costume. I'm not going to do the entire thing. But I am going to wear the Public Enemy t-shirt, and I think my Alien Stompers, because I tried them on. They looked good, so. Now, I asked you this recently. Did you see T2 when you were a kid? No, I didn't. But were you familiar with it? Yeah, I had cousins who were allowed to see it that I was extremely jealous of. Um, I think I may have seen some commercials. I knew that I wanted to see it. And then when I saw it for the first time, it was... I was probably like 23 or 24 when I saw it for the first time. And I was like moved literally because between John Connor and Sarah Connor, like I identified with both of them strongly. I loved Sarah Connor, super strong and tough. But then John Connor was like living his best life and like very cool and like everything that I wanted to be and like a total badass. So stealing money from ATMs and flipping people off. I still look up to him. (laughs) I'm going to see if we can make him a friend of the podcast. I have it in my head. I'm like, we are going to hang out. It's going to be good. Yeah, if we just bring him some Shh. cocaine or something. Anyways, <laughs> all right. So, uh, I think I get my hopes up way too high for these interactions. Let's talk yeah. about the main yeah, event. Yeah, I probably so shouldn't. Anybody who is a fan or a listener or a connoisseur of Yes, Have Some Podcast knows that one of our most famous moments ever happened at Days of the Dead. And if that was part one of a trilogy, part two's coming out this weekend. Jake... <laughs> Uh, who's going to be there? Well, hold before we say this though, I, I'm a little nervous that maybe she's not because I pulled up before we recorded this episode, I pulled up the website and she's not on the list. She's not in the photo section. I'm looking she's at not right in, now. Yeah. She's not in any of the photos. So I was like, but they did announce Linda Blair. They did. Mm-hmm. They did huh. announce Linda Blair. She's not in the lineup here, so I'm confused if she's actually going to be there or well, not. A lot or, of times, is I that a that Facebook announcement? It was a Facebook announcement, okay. and sometimes, like as the con gets closer, a lot of conventions, for whatever reason, just kind of stop updating the website. But, but here's <laughs> the thing, though: she is going to be at the she. They have her down for the um, like the L.A. Days of the Dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm wondering if, like, were we did we just look at the wrong thing? Well, I'm, they... scroll, I'm trying to find it now because if yeah. she okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. We would like this was posted January 15th. We would like to welcome Linda Blair to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Atlanta, happening January 25th through 27th. Let me scope out these comments. There's no other details, but according to Facebook, she's going to be there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Ooh, First of all, how does Jake feel about all this? And yeah, I mean, do you want her to be there? <laughs> I'm Hold a little on. scared. Maybe we should give a little bit of a background because I this was like two years ago. We've got a lot of new listeners. Um, if anybody, we won't tell the whole story here, but essentially, Jake and Linda Blair had a little bit of an altercation at Days of the Dead Atlanta. You can find it in episode 45 of Yes, Have Some Podcast, where we give full details on on what went down. But the uh, long story short TLDR is that Jake has a specific item from Exorcist that he's probably going to talk about right now that he wanted to get signed, and she refused 
uh, to sign it. She, uh, she, and she, she also might have fired her assistant. She was, it, she was a no sign. Yeah. She said, this is a no sign. Uh, so Jake, go, go well, from here, man. Cause you, I, this, think, I can tell the story, but you've lived. <laughs> I think it went beyond. I, I told somebody this story. There was somebody in the shop today who, who, who actually is going to be at the convention. And I was, uh, retelling the story to them. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't just a refuse. It's like we we went into this knowing that Linda Blair is a little she is a little weird, uh, which whatever. Everybody's a little weird. But uh, I get the I get a pretty big impression that she hates the exorcist, hates anything to really do with it and is maybe just doing um, convention appearances to kind of push her her own. She, she she gives you all these papers that tell you her, you know, she has these like nonprofit things or animal shelters or whatever, which are all great. But it seems like that's the only reason she's she's doing this kind of stuff. Um, she's I want to ask her about her, her mom's uh, her, her mom's mouth shelter for those cocks. She sucks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I, I was like, should you I say it? I'm just gonna go mouth shelter is a great band name. <laughs> mouth shelter. All right, yeah. keep going. Continue. <laughs> um, I, I think it's always been a little well known that she she might have like looked back on the exorcist not so fondly. Yeah. Um, it's very apparent if you if you see her at a convention, they they uh, she had two handlers that both I I passed two people with this item. She it, and and they were like, okay, she only signs sweet dreams, which by the way is that's Freddy Krueger's line. That's not anything to do with extras. <laughs> she won't she won't sign certain things. They asked what I had. I was like, this is the statue from the movie. They okayed it. Two people okayed this statue. I moved forward. Linda Blair saw it and immediately, like, t- almost turned into it. Almost turned into like a wrestling promo. Yeah. She was like, she like started off kind of whispering. She seemed like shocked that I had it. She she was like, who did this? Offended, who, who yeah. You- who let you through with this? What is this? Why do you have this? What do you, I will not sign it. What, where did this come from? Like all kinds of weird questions. She was like, yeah, she started like yelling at me. I looked over at Craig. Craig was standing there like wide eyed. Like he, like you, like what the fuck is happening? It was super weird. She refused to sign it. She threw a fit over it. Um, that was it. And now she's going to be back and I'm, I'm bringing the statue back. Yeah, I was about to say, fuck it. I know what you're going to do. You're going to get it signed because last time when this happened, I was posting photos on Instagram and I missed the entire thing. So this time <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at your side as a wingman. And let's cut a promo because I think you should try Dude, again. We're going to get Scott I'm not Hall sure, to cut like, a promo. Like, I, I have another item that I'm thinking about getting signed by her. And, or I'm or I'm also thinking about possibly just doing a picture with her. But if I do a picture, I'm gonna sneak that fucking thing into the picture. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I haven't decided if I want to try to get her to sign it again because she's gonna yell at me again. The photo op- and I don't want to be yelled. At. The, the pictures the pictures gonna come out and it's just her like grabbing it away from you, attempting to destroy. <laughs> Punching Jake in the face. Um, I'm gonna. I'll like wear a jacket and like hide it in the jacket, and then just kind of pull it out when you go to take the picture. Um, Yes. And since then, 
And if everybody <laughs> wants to listen to this, uh, the full story, because we go into uh, in-depth details on it, it's in episode 45. You can find it on iTunes and YouTube and other places. You'll find it. But uh, since then, you've had it signed by the director of Exorcist, William yeah. Friedkin. That's his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Will, William Friedkin, yeah. Uh, yeah, he has signed it, and um, our, our our good friend John Yurkaba uh, had it four. signed for me, and he like relayed that story to him, to which you know he said he kind of chuckled at it, you know. So he's he signed it, so it's it is signed by him. Yeah, well, I will be very disappointed if she's not there because I've been looking forward to this. Uh, it's the rematch. It's the yeah, rematch. Hell in a cell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We need to get Chris Jericho or Scott Hall or somebody in on this. Yeah. Like, we need a guest referee. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess we need inter- someone who's going to run interference. Like, who's going to. There's who's so gonna much disqualification? bad blood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WCW Monday Nitro. Tonight's main event is in this corner. All the way from Valdosta, Georgia, carrying a Pazuzu statue and a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, <laughs> Jacob Walsh. And in this corner, she's five feet tall, did a lot of nude scenes in the 80s. Doesn't want to talk about it. Basically hates everything. She's perky. She's, well, I don't know. What's another P word? Pretty. She's pretty? <laughs> Is she? All Probably I know, a perfectionist. She's a pretty perky perfectionist. <laughs> she's got a sharpie, but she ain't signing that statue. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know, man. I'm I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to the whole shebang. I just like the idea of Jake getting her to submit by grabbing her hand and having her sign the Pazuzu statue. Oh yeah, Jim Ross is there for something. <laughs> By God, she's signing it. Oh, she's signing it. It's like a tap out match. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash come in with NWO shirts that just God. start wailing on Jake with chairs. Yes. God, this is going to not it, be as good as I want it to be. It has to happen. Oh, oh man. Oh, then Chris Jericho shows up with his, like, sparkly jacket. God, am I, am I getting Kevin Nash to sign my Ninja Turtles 2 poster? Oh. He's yeah. also in John Wick for literally four seconds. Is he? Yeah. You've got the Blu-ray <laughs> combo pack. Let's get it signed. Um, he's in the first one? He for literally he's like a bodyguard for or like one of the guards. But Isn't like he in oh, Magic oh, Mike? Okay. He's also in Magic Mike, Ooh, but now I'm like, am I about to get some, am I gonna, do I have a super shredder anything I could get signed? If Kevin really? Nash has a super shredder eight by ten, I'm getting one. Putting that out there right now. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good idea. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. We've got that Ooh. We've got that TGRI canister. Mm. Yeah, but like. Oh, oh wait, that's a that's a good idea. You think? What do you think at the base, or do you want to do it at the top Just part? It. Dude, yeah, always go for the base. Always start at the base. <laughs> we are in a weird place. Start tonight. at the base. <laughs> uh, dude, what if I'm like, no, dude, don't sign it. Drink that shit. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, baby. Oh wait, that's not him. That's somebody else. I'm gonna be in the corner like mama, mama. All right, cool. all right. Well, we're excited about Days of the Dead. We will um, next week. We'll, uh, I guess, we'll update everybody. It's a little bit of a cliffhanger. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, pro- I'm sure we'll be. Uh, we'll do some filming. We're gonna do some filming. Yeah. Let's let's get official YHS predictions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Abby, will she sign the statue? No, absolutely not. I think Jake will get yelled at again. 
and I can't wait. But this time we'll be ready. <laughs> we'll be ready for it. Um, <laughs> I'll I want to see it. To this time it, I, I will be present for it because I'm I'm still mad that I was. Dude, this is somehow gonna miss it again. I don't yeah, know how, but something is gonna happen, and you're still gonna end up missing it, mm. dude. I'm gonna look if she starts yelling at me. I'm gonna look at her and be like, Linda, why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, prediction: Will Will Linda Blair sign the statue? No, no, no. I don't think so. Um, what, hey, what if I cover up the 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 snake, you know, penis part of it? Like, is like there was a little bit of a question: Is that even though it, like if that was what bothered her about it, is that it's pretty suggestive, even though it's a a snake? What if I like censored it? Like, like bought, bought it a pair, bought it a pair of shorts or something. Yes, either that or build like a decoy something box around it. You know what I mean? So it looks like something else. Oh, and so she it signs looks like it. Yes, yes, yes. Such a good idea. <laughs> We're or, trick, tricking Linda Blair. Or yeah, I could just get really close to her face and go, "Why won't you sign the penis?" <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> hey, either way, it's going to be fun. No matter. No, I kind of like the idea of buying the little shorts, but then the decoy box might be cool too. She's like, "What am I signing?" You're just like, just a wooden box that has a weird piece of uh, stone, stone in structure the middle. in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my own thing. It's it's for dogs. It's for Don't worry dogs. about it. Just it's for the shelter. I'm, pay- I'm paying you. Fucking write your name on it. Well, we didn't even talk about that. Was the best part last time where Jake had to get his money back. She's like, yes, "I'll sign it eight by ten, or you can have your fifty dollars back." And you were just like, "I'll take my money back." <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Jesus Christ. Well, listen, we, uh, we'll have fun. We'll, we'll have a lot to talk about next week, but that's next week or a couple days from now. Right now, we got to get into some other stuff. Before we move forward, I did want to let everybody know that if you are into Yes, Have Some Podcasts, if you've been listening to the podcast, make sure you're subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts because we want you to get those episodes automatically. So if you love what you hear, Please head to iTunes, leave one of those five-star reviews, let us know what you love about the show, and in the meantime, after you get done with all of that, after you leave that five-star review, after you've downloaded and listened to all of the episodes, this is episode 133, so if you're just getting into us, you got a lot to catch up. We have so... The inside jokes fly furiously around here, and uh, we want you to be up to speed. So, listen to the episodes, let us know what you think on the five-star review, and Please interact with Yes Have Some Podcast on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yes have some cast. And of course, Twitter and Instagram, where we've been posting tons of vintage toys, all of our cool finds with detailed pictures of the boxes. It's the YHS Vintage Collection on Instagram at YHS Podcast is where you can find us. And that's where we're posting all of our uh, our cool uh, collections and and. You know, uh, news about Ghostbusters and all sorts of stuff. I think Instagram is one of our more active uh, social media presences. Um, But of course, our episode discussion group, YHS Group Therapy, it's on Facebook. It's where everybody can let the stress out. There was a lot of stress this week with Ghostbusters. We it's a um, it's a fun and safe environment. There's not a whole lot of shit posting. It's people giving honest opinions about movies, TVs, Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, whatever we're talking about. And Abby. Let everybody know how they can get to Facebook group therapy. Facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. Scroll on down. You'll see group therapy pop up. There are almost 400 and growing members. Give that a click. 
and request to join once you get to the page. I will approve you first, and you'll be part of the fun. It's, a like Craig said, a very safe place to talk about this stuff. It's one of the only places I like to hang out to hear Ghostbusters news, honestly, because it's not annoying. It's very cool. I like everybody there, so you should join. Yeah, and all the Facebook groups have been a little weird and wild this week. Yeah. So people were kind of talking about how Yes Have Some uh, Group Therapy was kind of a place of solace because all the other Facebook groups, all the other Ghostbusters groups, at the end of this week, kind of turned into a little bit of a crazy, like, just people post after post. Like, it's either people sharing the exact same information that's already been shared or people just giving their opinions on the reboot. And, like, it's just crazy. It's getting out of hand. So come to Facebook Group Therapy for Yes Have Some. It's a fun, safe, special place where you can get all your stress out and you can see all the pictures of Jake's new statue that's still not signed by anybody. <laughs> And, and uh, no, we're on there all the time. We interact with everybody. And uh, it's the best way to kind of like, uh, I don't know, get that shit off your chest because we all got it. We all got the stress. Yeah. Um, it's a nice community. Cool. Cool. You guys ready to move on here? Yes. It's Who's been a while. It? It's been a while, but we have so much going on in the world of Ghostbusters this week that we decided that it is time for a traditional, yes, have some fuck budget. I don't We'll do it live. Fuck, fuck, mother, mother, fuck. Music. <laughs> that's how you do. That's the new intro. Yeah, we can't that's use the. We, we got to cease and desist on the uh, the music. So that's just our new music. <laughs> ba, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Music. All right, cool. So, if you're new to YHS, let's uh, fill you in on the details on the fuck budget. The fuck budget is a fun segment where we. Take five topics in the world of movies, TV, toys, this week specifically Ghostbusters. We break them down one topic at a time, and Abby and Jake have a total of ten fucks to spend. They have to allocate their fucks through five topics. They cannot spend more than ten, and they got to spend those fucks wisely because at the end, if you have no more fucks to spend, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be in fucked at. Um, but we're going to keep it real. Like we've, we've had a little fun with it before where maybe you're getting the fuck budget credit card. You're borrowing from the bank. You're just giving everything five fucks or everything zero fucks. We're going to, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be strict. I'm the guest referee this week. No overspending. You you can't tell me how many fucks I can give to a single thing. I, I'm going to try. Well, where did this rule come from? I just, I like it. Yeah. I like it when we do whatever we want. <laughs> without any rules and we spend are you, on credit are you, gonna be, are you gonna be joining in on this fuck budget I am going to be giving yeah, opinions what are you the bank you're I'm cracking bank. down on us I'm the people the, I, I'm, I'm the bank reports to me mm-hmm. I'm like the I'm like the pyramid with the eye in the middle what are those people called the Illuminati, Illuminati? yeah that's who I am oh okay I'm the deep state of Ghostbusters alright cool I'm none of that <laughs> just hey She's Craig I'm just, Goldberg. I'm just a guy who likes Ghostbusters. It's true. Who just wants to talk about it. Um, all right, cool. It was a big week last week. Uh, there was breaking news all throughout the week, so we decided to put it in a fuck budget. Here we go. Are we ready? Yes. Cool. First up, we had heard when the movie was first announced that they had been screen testing possibly teenagers for lead roles to female to male. The next day, we got rumor reporting of casting notices for these uh, two characters, a female and a male, 12 and 13 years of age. There were uh, specifics about the uh, kind of archetypes of the character. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and read that real quick so everybody's up to speed and then we can go from there. Does that sound good? Yeah. Cool. Now, obviously, this is rumor. This is not reported as fact. This could be completely false. This could be right on the money. We don't know yet. So, uh, two central characters, young boy and a young girl. The former, that would be the boy, will be 13 years of age, said to be passionate about fantasy and conspiracy theories. Sounds a little bit like Ray's stance God to me. God damn it, you're taking my notes away from All me. right. Furthermore, he apparently approaches every situation with unbridled excitement for the unknown. I mean, am I right or am I right? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's perhaps most interesting, though, is he's quite often will narrate life in real time, adding descriptive color uh, to the people he meets. Um, self-diagnosed Tourette's. Anyways, as for the girl... <laughs> She crosses paths with the aforementioned boy at some point in the film, <laughs> and they quickly become friends. She's I like how we're already making fun of the new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I am not making fun you of anything. You were making fun of speculation. Ah, well, you know, I'm, all I'm going to say is that boy sounds like the kind of guy I'd like to hang out with in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Anyways. Oh, God. Uh, sorry to hear about your father, son. He was a good man. Okay. Um, as for the girl, the 12-year-old. She crosses paths with the aforementioned boy at some point in the film, and they quickly become friends. Twelve years of age, and from what we understand, is said to be an insanely smart kid. Uh-huh. However, she often has a hard time with interpreting and expressing emotions and speaks with a flat delivery that makes her observations humorous. I don't know. What does that sound like? That would have definitely worked if you would have let me go through with it. That's not the quote, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Though she wants to connect with others, she struggles with interpreting how her family and friends feel and has difficulty sharing her own feelings. Her science acumen is said to prove invaluable throughout the story, though. And there's another report that exclusive from YHS Breaking News, she collects spores, molds, and fungus. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, cool. Now that we got all of that, it's pretty specific information. So if somebody's making it up, they went went hard on that. Having said all of that, Abigail Gardner, Mm -hmm. how many fucks do you give about this casting rumor? I give this casting rumor one fuck. Strictly, A, I am very excited and would probably a lot more fucks to this, but the fact that it's a trusted source and it's still a rumor and the word rumor is being used, um, it's not hard fact. Uh, I do, however, like the idea of these two characters. I wrote a note exactly like you said, Craig. The um, the male character sounds like he's probably in the race dance family. Um, I like the sound of the girl. Sounds like she's on the spectrum a little bit. Um, I'm into that, though, honestly. Uh I mean, it's it's still speculation. Like, there's no cast announced. There's no actors' names attached to these roles. So I don't know how I feel until I know that it's hard, solid fact. But everything that I'm hearing, it sounds fine with me, honestly. Um, it aligns with the family moving to a new spot, which sounds like we're all agreeing is fact. But since we don't know, I can only give it one fuck. I feel like until we know for sure, I won't give this any more of my, like, fucks. Cool. I want to go more depth on this, but uh, Jake, how many fucks do you give about this one? <clears throat> um, I gave it two, but I, I completely 100% agree with Abby. But the reason I gave it, like, it, it, it seems so completely early to be having this kind of information about the movie. Like, uh, it, it just, uh, it, it's a little hard for me to believe that any of it could be true. But the reason I gave it two is because if it is true, and this is the sort of like, route they're going or the kind of plot they're going with, then we're going to see a completely different 
Ghostbusters than we've than we've seen or thought we would ever see. I don't know if this is something we have talked about privately or if this is something we actually talked about on the show last week. But if if this is the kind of thing they're doing, then it seems so different from like just here's a new team. We're handing the packs down. We're all going to get together and fight. It just seems like a completely different story that just kind of happens to be um, in the universe of Ghostbusters. It just seems so different if this is what it's going to be. And what and that, can only, yeah. And the lineage that's what, possibility. That's what's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's exciting is that maybe this is going to be uh, so out of where our brains have been for the last 20 years. Because well, I think everybody has always assumed it's going to be the same kind of thing. It's four new Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. you know, taking them. And it seems like it might not be that. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, any of the previous scripts that they've tried for for Ghostbusters have been a very from from everything we understand. Well, besides Hellbent, but that's a whole different thing. Um, before w- once passing the torch kind of became the uh, the the phrase of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was always that. It was always okay. It's gonna be forty Ghostbusters. It's gonna be Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, and Chris Farley. Okay, it's gonna be. Seth Rogen and Steve Carell. Like, Derivative of the original. Yeah. Like the original didn't have a 12 yeah. and 13 year old in it. Yeah. So that's something fresh so and new. I, I completely agree that the thought of something like instead, like I've seen it. Okay. Here comes a rant, but I just want to go here. Do it. I've seen some backlash to this where, where the, the automatic response is like, I don't want a bunch of kids wearing proton packs. It's like, wait, that was Jake last week. No, he wasn't saying that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it was Jake, but you get what I'm saying? Like, just because there's kids in this movie, it doesn't mean like that. There's a new team of ghostbusters and they're all 12 years old. Like it, it, right. I feel like we're probably in line for a more, I don't know. I feel like emotional, like this could be something where mm-hmm. you see whether it's Ray and Winston and Peter and whoever, but like Stranger Things. I keep thinking of Stranger Things. Like I just feel like we're going to get whatever the story is between these two, the 12 year old uh, girl and 13 year old boy. I feel like that's going to be in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie with like just barely setting the stage. Whoever they're related to, whatever story unwinds from there is something we don't even know yet, right. but I'm excited. It's going to be Imagine if it's kind of like imagine if like it centers on, you know, these two kids, but maybe the boy is like maybe maybe his grandpa is Ray or something. And like I can see like the whole movie, the kid is like he knows that his grandpa is like up to there's something happening. There's something weird. Grandpa spends a lot of time in the fucking barn in like, you know, ghosts or whatever the, 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 the entity is in this movie is like, it's happened. You know, like you see a lot of those movies where the kids are like scared of their grandparents and they're, they're like, they don't know why they don't know what they're up to. But like he, he, Maybe he's like throughout the course of the movie, they'll they'll like learn about what the Ghostbusters are and be like, holy shit, like our grandparents are, you know, this is what they did and this is what they are. Yeah. And they find out that the whole time, like Ray's been, you know, getting the team back together or working on equipment or, you know, something like he turns out to, to not be the bad guy, but like he he's. It's it's fucking Ray Sands, you know? Yeah. And once they get close with him, maybe he falls into peril on the other side and both of these kids have to team up and go and cross over. Wow. I haven't even thought of that. I mean, um, 
the the cross rip this week uh, kind of threw out some theories, and it's interesting the difference between. Okay, I don't even want to go here, but there's intellect <clears throat> there's intellectual discussion that can be had about this stuff, and that's what the cross rip was doing, and that's what we're doing, and that's what us and a lot of our friends have been doing. But if you're if you're immediately jumping to Oh, kids, that sounds stupid. Why can't it just be people busting ghosts? It's just like nobody knows anything yet. Like we don't know anything. Like Craig, I'm not I'm not sure you're allowed to say ghosts anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might not be able to say Well, hey, you re- this is interesting you brought that up. Remember that interview with Dan Acro where he kept talking about we gotta use a new vernacular? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we can't you know, we can't be running around down. We need that China box office, so we can't be saying ghosts, you know? Yeah, welcome to Monster Busters. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like we could be like you gotta think. We haven't seen these characters in thirty years. The last time we saw them, they were in their mid thirties. Now they're in their mid sixties. Ernie Hudson's seventy three years old. We're gonna see them later in life. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that because we could be seeing some closure. We could be seeing death. We could be seeing, you know, Egon on the other side. We could be seeing a whole lot besides Bill Murray. <laughs> like, we could see, <laughs> yeah. like there, there's just, and I said it like, this is going to be like, for better or worse, this is going to be like the Ghostbusters version of force awakens. It's going to be one last adventure with our guys but there could be some serious consequences. And when Ivan Reitman says that when he read the story and by the end he was laughing and crying because it was so funny and so emotional, your mind immediately goes to Harold Ramis because he's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not so emotional because uh, Bill Murray had a bunch of good one-liners in, in the script that Jason Reitman wrote. Like, it's going to be emotional. <laughs> like, oh, so emotional when, you know, Bill and Dana talked again. Like... <laughs> It's going to be emotional right. for it could be some weird reasons. kind of like uh, it could be some weird kind of like closure for the entire, uh, you know, Ghostbusters fan base for. Yeah. Egon. Yeah. Dude. And, may, and maybe not just Egon, but like maybe all of them. Craig said two words to me last night that gave me like literal full body goosebumps. Oh, hot Those, no. <laughs> yeah. Widowed Janine. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means Lewis Tully's dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> point. Um and, that, and, and I feel we're, I mean like what are what Slimer and Lady Slimer's relationship going to be like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of other What happened to that really tall guy from Times Square? Yeah. <laughs> What happened? It's his story. <laughs> now, I did it's, a pre- it's a prequel. It's his Somebody story. was like, what if at the it's end a portal opens circus. up and, and Abby and Aaron fall out of it? I'm gonna, And I was like, um, why would you make, why would you end your movie with the worst possible thing that could happen? You find out where, where Kevin got his sandwich thrown to him from. Yeah, we find out that Kevin's sandwich <laughs> you, was thrown from the, another dimension. The, whole, the movie ends with a fucking... Like Peter Venkman throwing a sandwich yeah. over his shoulder like he doesn't want it anymore and it falls into a portal. Oh, <laughs> Wait, I God. like that. Yeah. Um anyway, so who that was some deep discussion. We're only on part one of the fuck budget. Are you guys ready to move on to number two? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um Jason Reitman this week on his Instagram, because you know I follow him now. I've always followed him. I haven't, but now I do. Uh he posted um some information about the teaser that they posted. Uh, the end of the teaser trailer was his Ghostbusters Summer 2020 uh, 
apparently that was done practically and they worked with uh, this graphic designer who I'm going to get his name. I should have had it in front of me. I'm a bad host. At my broken glasses. Yes. That's his birth name. (laughs) At my broken glasses. That's his Instagram name. Um, His name is Gareth Smith. Uh, they worked, they went back into the Ghostbusters, uh, the Ghostbusters archives, the Sony archives, and got the original lettering in uh, the font used for the original movie, and they made this summer 2020, and they shot it practically. I'm sure some of the stuff, whether it was the smoke or the light or whatever, something was done and added digitally, but my question is, how many fucks do you give about that level of detail being put into a teaser trailer? Jake? Um... I gave it three, man. I thought that was such a cool, like it's, it's a small touch, you know, and it's not something anybody would have thought twice about, but to show that that's what they did. They took the time. And I, I do think it said the smoke was all practical too, okay, didn't cool. it? I'll have to read it again. Yeah, yeah it says they yeah. shot it practically with smoke and light. There you go. Yeah. So uh, just just the fact that they took time, like, you know, they could have done that. They could have done that. And, you know, what, half an hour or something digitally? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they took the time to do that. And that shows like it just shows like a level uh, you know, of, of budgetary restriction. <laughs> yeah. What? What? It shows a level of a smaller budget. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't Dude, know. Jason Ryman's gonna like he's gonna be out there with like an old timey camera like, he's gonna be in the state buff suit <laughs> hey it's all hey what if what if uh, instead of at the filming at the firehouse they just film at ghost core cause you know yeah. it kind of looks like the firehouse. oh my god <laughs> oh the, my like, god it cuts to it, like it's just you, the, can, you can see the breaking bad RV in the background <laughs> it's, it's like, like an it, office comedy it's the exterior of the firehouse but it's just a Kenner firehouse <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, That's yeah. some fan film stuff right there. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, hey, ow, you know, we like it. He just costs too much. Okay, <laughs> God, I love Dan Aykroyd. I love that him was so all. much. I love him. I love him. I love him. Love him, love him. Abby, yeah, how many guys? Fucks? I give this six fucks. It's the most fucks I'm giving to the entire budget. Craig, this, is she allowed to do that? Can I? Uh, <laughs> let me ask the bank first. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Hold yeah. on. Wells Fargo's calling. Yeah, will you check my account? Stole stagecoach. Okay. All right, keep going. Okay. I give this six fucks because I think it's like finally Jason Reitman understands that Ghostbusters was great because of the visual effects, not the science or like the, the, the funny whatever. Like I feel like the visual effects were something that came from Ghostbusters that were like one Hold of on. the most groundbreaking. No. Ghostbusters is funny for one reason. No, it's just like funny people with, uh, you know cool stuff and they're fighting ghosts and and science uh yeah it's not about that it's about things looking very cool and being iconic and memorable and like this thing right here the teaser uh the stencil the fact that they went back and used original stuff from the archive the fact that it was shot practically it's a huge step in the right direction um and I just it makes me feel really good about the movie moving forward. And I think it sets a really strong foundation and gives a good flavor. And it was literally the one piece of news that came out about this new Ghostbusters 2020 movie in the last week. This little factoid gave me more hope and, and made me feel more confident and comfortable moving forward with this movie. So I was a little bummed that there was no wonton soup involved in the trailer. Um, cause I feel <laughs> like they could like get some, like they wouldn't have to get digital wontons. They can get some real ones, throw them in there. 
God. <laughs> this is going to be the next year and a half is going to be Digital Wonton. It's going to be That's dude, another good band name. Wait, Wonton? that's a good like Instagram name, Digital, Digital Wonton. Wonton. Yeah. It's just uh graphic design pictures of Abby Yates. I'm going to I'm going to change my Instagram. Na- I'm going to change my Instagram name to Just One Wonton. Oh my god. <laughs> Please do. Uh <sighs> anyways. Hey, we can do whatever we want. We yeah. don't post this stuff in Facebook groups. We say it. Yeah. We say it on the podcast. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Um, I, For what it's worth, I thought it was very cool. I, I hope that throughout the pre-production, Jason Reitman uh, takes it upon himself to post more stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but Me I also too. thought, like, what if they wouldn't have announced anything or just did a teaser if Jason Reitman would have just made that post? And it, it just said summer 2020. And it was clearly oh the Ghostbusters God. font. We would have. Jesus Christ. We would all need a new pants. Yeah. We would have somehow, wait, are we saying that we would have somehow been more excited to see that picture of that guy doing that than just the fucking trailer they dropped? (laughs) Dude, if they would have just posted up a picture of that guy only, I'd be like, who is that? Yeah. He looks like somebody who might be doing something for the summer in 2020. Is that, is that Oscar? Is that Oscar? Definitely. Is that him? Looks like Oscar. God, if I have to read one. Okay, I think the movie's going to be, it's like Egon's funeral, and then Oscar shows up, and bah, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, that's what we want. That's what we want to start this movie off with, Egon's funeral. Oh, 30 years later, Egon's funeral. I ordered some soup with the wontons in it. <laughs> but there's no freaking wontons in my soup. All right. <laughs> Number three. It was falsely reported that Ernie Hudson said that the whole new cast will be back. And it was clear to every other human being who read it that this interview was, like, outdated and also misquoted. Um, so Ernie Hudson did a radio show yesterday and said he's excited about the new Ghostbusters. But he has not been offered any contract. Abigail Gardner, how many fucks do you give about this? I give this one fuck um, because I don't. Because he's lying. No, I feel like nobody knows what's going on. Like in general, with this, I hope that Jason Reitman knows what's going on with the movie. But I feel like <laughs> me too. Well, I don't know. I I certainly like looking at the history with Ernie Hudson and his like representation and all that with the Ghostbusters films. And it, I would like to see him obviously in this. Like I I don't want Sony to fuck it up. It seems <laughs> inevitable that he would be in it. Um, but they do always well. Historically, there's been some, you know, who knows? I would like to see him in this movie. I don't like that it got very confusing and that people weren't reading information properly. Um, I'd like to see him in it, though. That's kind of what I take from it. Jake? Uh, I also gave it one fuck for the same reason. It's just too early. Like, they're not, it's not filming yet. There's not, it's super early. This teaser was put together, you know, just to show everybody what's happening. Like, the the movie, it's not, I don't think they're far enough in yet. Like, I think it's pretty obvious that he's going to be in it. Like everyone knows that he will, he's not going to say no. Like he's, he's the, I think like him and Dan Aykroyd, I think are anytime there's going to be a Ghostbusters movie. I think you can pretty much count on them a hundred percent being on board with it. Like no matter what it is, he's going to say yes and he's going to do it. So I don't, I don't like there's, I don't have any doubts that, Ernie Hudson's not going to be in this movie. I just think they just haven't talked to him about it yet. It ha- they haven't gotten that far. They're not, they're not mm. trying to hunt down Bill Murray yet. They're still, 
they're they're probably going to want to try to cast you know the rest of the roles for like I don't think I don't I mean I don't know obviously but I think if any of that was done there would be some information out there yeah, yeah. I, I personally my personal take is that he's lying and that he has been like because here's if they're filming this summer they have to get schedules together they have okay lying's the wrong word uh, I, I put this on Twitter. Every Ernie buddy, Hudson is a liar. <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's going to be the, the what is that? The Daily News or whoever posted it. Like the, Picks oh, this up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have some podcast. Says Ernie Hudson is a liar. Uh, enemy of the podcast. He will never be my enemy. No, no, no. Um, no, I think that they he uh, a he understands that anything he says is anybody involved with Ghostbusters right now. Anything they say is going to be scrutinized. It's going to be analyzed. It's going to be reported probably incorrectly. If they're filming this summer and they know FanFest is coming up, I think that everybody's going to play it coy. We're not going to hear a lot about casting, who's in, who's not. And we're going to be sitting at FanFest and they're going to say, are you guys ready to meet the new cast? And it's going to be, bam, Dan Aykroyd, bam, Ernie Hudson, bam, Bill Murray, maybe. I think it's going to be like, Kind of that thing, like Mark Hamill does it a lot. Listen, he's out there. He's a working actor. He's promoting his other stuff. He's always going to be asked about Ghostbusters. But Ernie Hudson doesn't want to be the guy who like spoils it or spills the beans. Yeah, um, right. I would be very shocked if he wasn't keenly aware that that teaser was about to be dropped and at least got the heads up, like, "Hey, scripts in development. You know, circle these dates." For, for this summer because this is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Summer. And everyone's talked about how these like teenage kids could be Ray or uh who uh or Egon's kids. But they could be Winston's. Like who it knows at this point. Yeah. Um I just hope he's in it. I hope that uh there's, Jason makes it right. There's no you way said, this movie. Hey, you said Ray and I was like Ray and Finn? Like are we talking <laughs> about Dude, I wish that Ray <laughs> and Finn. Because it's the right thing to do. Dude, maybe John Boyega will be in it. Hey. Probably yeah. not. I just imagined uh, Bill Murray coming out at FanFest in a really shitty Stay Puft costume. Like, just <laughs> surprise everybody. I'd love that. Yeah, he's like, and he's at FanFest, but he's, he's like. he's been there all day, and, like, everyone's been avoiding the shitty Stay Puft, but it's been Bill Murray the whole time. <laughs> no, he's going to show up and be like, yeah, I'm here. Hi, everybody. I'm, I'm still not doing the movie. <laughs> I'm still not doing it. Yeah. I just stand up and I go, boo, boo you, Bill Murray. Let me get that autograph, though. All right, cool. Uh. Ernie Hudson's going to be in this movie. If anybody's yeah. in it. Yeah, that's Hudson. why I only give this one fuck, because he's definitely in it. All right. Uh, next up, I didn't... I, I was back and forth on whether or not to bring this up, because it's just... It, it drudges up so much shit, but hey, we got to cover the news. Leslie Jones tweeted this uh, the other day that uh, she was very upset about the new Ghostbusters. Uh, I'll read her tweet, and then we can react. She says... Um, actually, I should clarify this. Her tweet was a reply to somebody else. Somebody tagged her in a tweet and said, at Jason Reitman, you're going to bring back Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones, right? Because I think that would be awesome. Um, I'm not even going to read that person's Twitter account. But anyways, uh, she replied, so insulting. Like, fuck us. We didn't count. It's like something Trump would do. Who's Trump? Um, (laughs) Then she says, Trump voice. Gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better. I like that she's typing out a Trump impression. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. 
Now that I'm reading it, it's actually it's kind of funny. <laughs> Those women hate Ghostbusters. Oh, so annoying. Such a dick move. And I don't give a fuck. I'm saying something. Okay. A, I want to see Donald Trump say those things. Like, <laughs> for the sake of just, we live in this weird world where everything's falling apart. I want to see Donald Trump be like, gonna be men, gonna be huge. Um, she tweeted it out, and like every single possible publication in the world picked up on it. Well, let's talk about it. Jake, how many fucks did you give about this? Um, I, I gave it zero fucks. Uh, because like, I don't want, I don't want to hear anybody bitching about how the major motion picture they were in didn't do well. Um, like I, I can, I can see, like, I can see your first reaction being bummed out that your movie's not getting a sequel and instead they're, they're moving in a different direction. But I think her anger is a little misguided and she's, she's like going straight to the, Oh, they're making it all men again because they don't want the all female. And I don't think that's the case. First of all, we don't have any kind of, uh, confirmation that this is going to be all men ghostbusters. We don't know what this movie is going to be, but, um, the thing that she's saying they're doing is kind of exactly what their movie did with the original, like, you know, it kind of, you know, it wasn't in the same universe. Therefore it, it couldn't, it kind of ignored that stuff. And this movie has to kind of ignore the stuff in their movie because it's not in the same universe. Like it doesn't, I don't think this movie's not being made to erase ghostbusters 2016. It's just being made because they want to make a sequel to the originals. Amen. And I think her, I think her anger is a little, I think she should probably like think for two minutes before she fucking posts the stupidest tweet she's ever posted. I think mm. that's what I think about it. Got um, it. There mm. was a second tweet that she put out where she didn't really, clarify. She offered some clarification and it was basically like something along the lines of, you know, Abby, I'll find the tweet and you, you go first. How many fucks did you give? I gave this two what the fucks. Um, Cause honestly, yeah, I feel similar to Jake. Like we were heavily involved with answer the call. We even made like an entire video for Leslie Jones reading this tweet and reading her sentiment, I completely agree with Jake that she should have taken a step back and like just maybe thought about this before saying what she did because it's like, it's like the friend that's always like complaining about drama surrounding them, but it's like, you're obviously the one causing it kind of a thing because it's, there was absolutely no reason to attack the movie or Jason Reitman or to react this way or to bring Trump's name into any of it. Um, I honestly think that she should chill out. I don't know, take a breather, get a therapist. I'm sure everyone needed to who worked on answer the call. I did after seeing it and being close to it. So honestly, the cast hasn't been announced from the new movie and her vitriol is based only on assumption. And I think she needs to live in reality and calm down because we love you, Leslie Jones. You know, we did a lot. Yeah, I can't find the other tweet, but basically okay. she she just offered some clarification. It was just like, you know, I sh maybe should have rethought my words, but she's just bummed out. And listen, I think I, I need, get that. I get it. I get I, it being bummed out. I get yeah. it. But here's what I don't like. Jason Reitman puts out a statement when they announce this movie and he flat out says, I have a ton of respect for Paul Feig's movie and those four amazing actresses. And I hope to see more stories uh, mm. from that team at some point, uh, because there's a lot of room for a lot of different stories in the Ghostbusters universe. And her reaction is to like 
literally go after Jason Reitman. So like, I, I yeah. agree. I agree, Jake. It's but, misguided. It's misguided. But isn't it sure. like, but, but doesn't it like, it, it's a little fucking like, <laughs> it's a little, I don't know if I want to call it ironic or what, but like, you know, when, when you got Ghostbusters 2016 came out, answer the call came out and there was so much bullshit. Like mm-hmm. there was so, there was so many fucking terrible people out there just saying like the worst things possible, and it and it and it really put like a, a pretty bad stigma on like the whole experience of of answer the call. So so we're we're a couple of years down the road. Sony says, you know what, like Jason Jason Reitman comes up with his own idea. We're gonna you know what we're gonna do we're gonna make a sequel to the original because we want to not because like this isn't happening because Sony needs to like make people forget about answer the call like whatever. That happened. It doesn't matter. They want them. Ghostbusters is like it's a big thing. It's a it's an important franchise. There are so many people who want to see it continue in any kind of way. And they they take a step forward. They're like, hey, you know what? We're going to we're going to make another movie. And then and then like a star of 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 the movie who who probably she probably went through so much more shit than anybody else in 2016 and now she's the one fucking talking shit Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sh- like shut the fuck up. Just got, chill out. I've got some serious thoughts on this perspective. This yeah. stuff actually really bothered me this week, so yeah. I want to talk about it. For yeah, a second. for real. Um, I. It's upsetting to me that. Okay, there's it's, there's a lot of things that are upsetting. One, it's upsetting that there's people who still feel the need to, not in a joking manner, but like to literally every single day talk about how much they hate Ghostbusters answer the call, like on social media. It's like, yeah, the people who don't like it talk about it way more than the people that like it, which Mm -hmm. is one of the most ironic things in the world. Yeah. We make jokes. Yeah. We poke fun, (laughs) but like, it's like, whatever, like we're not, this isn't like coming from a vicious place. This kind where we're trying to entertain. Yeah. It's all love. Yeah. It's all love. So, um, the narrative, I always thought this, and we've probably talked about it on the podcast before. I thought, I always wondered, like, what will, there will be some sort of backlash when they uh, eventually in uh, move forward with a new movie with without Answer the Call. There's going to be a reversed uh, kind of backlash. Like, if last time it was, like, the super right-wing people, a lot of them going nuts and being racist and misogynistic like now we have the super left-wing folks saying don't uh, forget about the don't forget about the women you you took a step forward now you're taking a step back and all this stuff and like i'm kind of here in the middle going i have to for the sake of my mental health remove like politics from ghostbusters and i have to go it's okay to be a fan of a franchise it's okay that i love ghostbusters it's okay that I love the original cast and would like to see them in more movies. Even if that means that the four actresses in Answer the Call and Paul Feig never get to make another movie, guess what? It wasn't going to fucking happen anyway. Because guess what? Well, that movie didn't make any money. That movie lost that's what I was, 80 fucking yeah. million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's above like Sony is a it's a business. Fucking making movies is a business. You make movies to make money. And you can't like... Ghostbusters one and two are very popular, have been for 30, fu- 35 fucking years. Amen, sister. Yeah. And, and, and answer the call. Like it just did. 
like the facts are, it just didn't do well. Like if it would have done, if it would have done better, there would be a sequel. There would be, it doesn't matter. Like, listen, the fucking worst movies in the world get sequels. Nobody cares if the movie's good or not. Fucking Aquaman exists. Like Mm -hmm. these movies suck, but they get made because people go see them and they make a lot of money. It doesn't matter what it's about, what, like nobody cares about the politics of the movies. They just don't. They, they worry, they want to, they're going to make what makes money. Yeah. Answer the call didn't make any fucking money. Nobody went to see it. And I love, dude, I love being progressive. I love having more females and racial diversity and, you know, LGBT characters. I love all of that. My criteria is the movie has to be good. I don't care what, like the movie has to be good. And I think, there's all these articles today saying the ghost bros are at it again. And like, yeah, there's a lot of shit out there. But like, here's the thing that nobody ever talks about. As fans in 2016, 2017, 2018, we're smarter. We're more aware of what's going on. Ghostbusters answer the call was basically made behind Ivan Reitman's back. He had very little creative control or input on that movie being made. Amy Pascal, and I'm not going to pretend like I know all of the ins and outs of what went down and why it happened and who had what contracts and who had the rights and when Ghost Corps was established and all this stuff. Ivan Reitman's agenda was to make a sequel to the originals. That's what he wanted to do. It's his property. He and him and Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd invented Ghostbusters. So the fact that Answer the Call was made, and if you think back, everything about that movie was done the wrong way. The way it was, the way they recruited Paul Feig, the way it was announced. Yes, they used, it. they did push an agenda. It's an agenda that I support. I like pro-female shit. Yeah, I didn't dislike Patty and Abby and Jillian and whatever all their names were because they were females. But or I'm because, also not going to cut because them. Because they were not memorable characters. I want to say this. I'm also believable. not going to cut them slack. I am so sick of every single time somebody talks about Answer the Call, they're so afraid of being judged, they they have to give like a, a pre-warning that says, now, those are four really talented actresses. Like, yeah, of course they're talented. They're on Saturday Night Live. But no, like the movie wasn't that great and it didn't make that it didn't make any money. So therefore, we have to move on. You just have to. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And Abby, yeah. you're a female. I'm sure yeah. you can say something I'm, else. I, I, my thoughts would just stem from, I think it's Sarah Silverman who has a stand-up bit about how when girls growing up are being told by uh, adults all around them, you're a girl, you can do anything you want. It literally is like a counterintuitive thing where it's like, it's like, well, what was their assumption that I couldn't kind of a thing? And I feel like having to always use the words funny and women synonymously with like, oh, it's a funny woman. I just, I want it. I just, it, they weren't and it wasn't. And I'm just getting very frustrated. You know what's going to happen? This next movie's probably going to have four women and everyone's going to love it and it's going to be really successful and there's going to be a lot of people going well we don't get it we thought you hated women it's like no we just like our stories we like our stories to exist and to continue and to not be restarted and rebooted for no reason trust me if they reboot god star wars is not a good example because that fan base is falling apart too but i'm just saying like (laughs) like there's Reboot nothing with homage. I'm sick of being just, told that just because you like 
the old movies and would like to see him continue that. Oh, that what you're just afraid of to move forward. Like, what do you t- No, I just like it. I just want it. Just like the new Lord of the Rings show should take place in the original Lord of the Rings universe. You don't have to remake those movies. Everybody already likes them. Oh, boy. Mm. We still have another <laughs> fuck budget to go. Yeah, do we still have another category or are we just scrapping? No. Last one. We're going to end on a positive note. Cool. This isn't really news, but basically, the trailer came out, got millions and millions and millions and millions of views all over the place. And unlike Answer the Call, the social media and YouTube reaction was overwhelmingly positive. It's like 10,000 upvotes to 100 downvotes. Unlike the Answer the Call trailer, which does still hold the record as the most disliked <laughs> trailer in YouTube history, mm-hmm. which, you know what? I'm glad I flew to California for that one. <laughs> Abigail Gardner, when it comes to the positive reaction. salty. And you know what? I think from here on out, maybe we'll put some of the Answer the Call stuff to bed. It is what it is. It exists. There's entertaining aspects to it. But the fact of the matter is, it didn't work. Try again. Trying again. Try something different. Try something new. I love Leslie Jones. I'm still on the last fuck budget. I'm just going to move on. But I, <laughs> I, I disagree with the way that she handled herself. Because it ultimately made everything much harder on her. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're giving bait to the, to the assholes. Mm-hmm. Abigail Gardner, when it comes to the positive reaction to the Ghostbusters teaser trailer... How many fucks do you give? I'm giving, this is going to sound even saltier. I'm giving it zero fucks. Because <laughs> honestly, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I am excited about this movie for myself, for Craig, for Jake, for Yes, Have Some Podcast. And because I've been wanting it, like go back to any episode of our podcast where we were talking about Ghostbusters, specifically FanFest. I was wanting a trailer for a live action movie. I was wanting a live action movie announcement. The fact that it's happening, I am so beyond stoked. And I... I am happy that other people are being supportive, but with all that we went through with Ghostbusters 2016, I honestly want to look at this movie and preserve my excitement and be able to dance and be excited within my living room like I was with Ghostbusters Answer the Call, but wiser and I guess with the lessons I've learned from ATC. I honestly just... It's cool that other people are excited about this, but for me personally, my excitement level is so high that I just don't even want to look in any other direction or hear anything otherwise at this very moment in time. A little bit of breaking news. This would have been in the fuck budget if it would have happened two hours ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just leaked that Funko has a new line of Ghostbusters pops coming out. Egon, Peter, Ray, Peter with house. (laughs) Wait, what? House? Peter's coming with a house. Uh, I'm guessing a firehouse. Okay. Uh, Library Ghost, Slimer with Hot Dogs, and Winston Zedmore. Ooh. Wow. So let's just say we're moving full-fledged to 2020, okay? Okay. Got the longest arms. (laughs) All right. First we get the khakis. All right, I'm trying. I want to be like you guys. First we get the khaki (laughs) flight suits. There you go. All right, first we get the khaki flight suits, then we get the Navy flight suits. All right, Jake. Um, I gave it two fucks. I think like I, I, I like Abby. I like your perspective on it to where you're just like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else. And like, yeah, I feel like that's I usually what mine would be. But yeah. um, it, it is it's like it's both fun and also not fun to see how much of the community is talking about this trailer, because like you see we have like half of the people that we're friends with on Facebook are just posting the same things over and over. And then the other half 
are just like, Jesus Christ, make this go away already. And, and that's kind of like an, that's like, uh, that's a little disheartening and a little annoying to see a lot of your friends be like, uh, ghostbusters. And I'm like, wait, isn't this your favorite thing? Why, mm-hmm. why are you being like this? Um, so I can see where you're coming from, Abby, but also it also just like really feels good to have, to see something ghostbusters related and not everybody in the world hate it. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, you know, I know you just said like, Hey, we should get off, answer the call. But so far we've seen, you know, we've only seen a minute of, of a, of a trailer but the reaction has been so completely opposite to any footage we ever got from Answer the Call that it just feels good again. And it <laughs> feels like it it makes you like, you know, have a little like a sigh of relief. And it makes me think of like uh, it makes me think about. Uh, the Force Awakens. And it just like gives me a good feeling to be like, all right. I can I can breathe a little easier now to to see that we're moving on and that it seems that we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Dude, we could sit down in the theater for the new movie and they could just play that trailer and I'd probably still be like, well, I think I liked it. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I liked it. Like I like what they did. It was cool because it was bigger than my computer, so that was good. And it was in 3D IMAX. Only got to see it once, but um, I liked it. Yeah, I, I like that, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep it as but like here's the other thing. It's still Ghostbusters. So, like, when my intellectual and, like, when my friends who are really good at having these kinds of discussions, when we talk about Answer the Call, it's one thing. But when a big dummy starts complaining about it, I get very protective. Because it's still Ghostbusters. It's family, yeah. It's still part of it. And, you know, I do think that maybe there is room for more stories in that universe down the line. Whether that's, like, if they came out tomorrow and said, hey, we're having a female-focused animated series based on the answer to the call Ghostbusters with the four of them doing the voices, I'd be like, that's amazing. Like, let make it work. Yeah. Like, it didn't work for Star Wars, but go ahead and try. <laughs> <laughs> they did try that. They tried. Forces of Ah, we have fun. Ah, we have a good time. I still quote that shit. Cool. Well, listen, that was fun. Um, Probably won't be talking about Ghostbusters much from here on out, so. I think I'm spent. Done. <laughs> no more. Hey, I'm done with it. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, thank you so much for joining us. Have some podcasts. Don't forget to tune in next week to figure out if Linda Blair and Jake have finally consummated their relationship. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Abby, anything else? I can't wait to see that happen at Taste of the Dead this weekend. I'm I'm excited and pumped moving forward, and I'm ready to do our bonus episode. Let's do it. If you are not on Patreon yet, get on there. Patreon.com slash yes, have some for $5 a month. You can get in on these bonus episodes, two to three bonus episodes a month. We're about to do one right now. And I would tell you what it's about, but that's a big old secret. So uh, head to Patreon.com slash yes, have some. We really appreciate everybody's support. That $5 goes so far. You have no idea. Okay, we got to pay for the Keeps hosting. Keeps the lights and all the detoffs on. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Wait, that's kind of a good. Is that a new T-shirt? I think it we'll is. Leave, we'll leave the detoffs on for yes! you, like old like motel. Suits. I like that. Jake, I, I like love that. it. I like that. And then Jake and I will argue about the different kinds of lighting, and he'll yell at me about mine, and I'll be stressed. And Craig about his. will yell at me. Oh, we're not. We turned the heating vent off in our toy room because apparently heat's bad for your toys. It is. <laughs> It is. it is. It is. So we're just I felt, cold I now, felt Jake. Really, 
I felt really bad one day because I tried to, I, Craig, I tried to give you some like constructive advice on the way your uh, wires were on your yeah. lighting. And I was like, is he yeah. going to yell at me if I tell Dude. him that he's got too many wires? You, like, his detail? you were like, hey, Craig, um, about your lighting. I'm like, fuck you, Linda Blair's awesome. <laughs> she's great. I like what she's doing now. I like her new focus. <laughs> Sweet dreams, motherfucker. Sweet dreams. Right, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank <laughs> you.